What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Moe. How's it going? And uh, Zach's not here. Zach's not here today. Uh, he had to go on a work vacation and couldn't make it work to Skype in or be with us. So he will be back for the next episode, I believe. What we really need to do is go get one of those uh, test dummies for oh, like car crashes yes. and dress it up like Zach. And anytime he's gone, we can just get out crash dummy Zach. Man, I think that's, that's a good a idea. idea. I like that. Yeah. We should do that. We Let's figure out how to make that happen. We find one in like a recycle landfill. Surely. Surely we'll there's one out there. We Toyota just got to find it. Toyota and emails. Yeah. Excuse us. We need a used need test a- crash dummy. <laughs> Preferably one that's <laughs> beat up. The jankiest one you have. Duct tape together. We're going to make it look like our friend. <laughs> <laughs> he can only wear gray and navy. Yes. And he has to. Beanie sometimes. Yeah. He needs his bracelet. Yes. Sometimes a hat. Fun little and iPhone hair. holder with like yeah, the fun little, little flip iPhone. thing that's yes. his, that yeah. doubles as a wallet. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We, we know Zach down to a T. We, yeah. we, we, we can do this down. for sure. But in case you didn't know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, not just Zach's clothing. <laughs> it, the ones we like, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTube and iTunes channels. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before its general tuesday release so i have to apologize dear listeners oh my gosh because i realized well i didn't as much realize it as mogan brought it to my attention that the song contest last week was a repeat all right i had used that hint before so the game was uh, Call of Duty 2 Modern Warfare. The shame. I apologize profusely. Okay, so here's my <laughs> excuse for this. Here's my excuse. So here's why I repeated. Last Friday night, I went to go see Hans Zimmer in concert. Oh, that's right. Had my I mind. I saw your snaps. And absolutely was like, oh blown. my gosh. I'm very jealous. It was the best concert experience I've ever been to in my, I, in my whole life. Oh, and what all did they play from um, his? Because he's done everything. He's done everything. And so that's why, so before I get into that, that's why I chose Modern Warfare 2 because he did the soundtrack for that one. I was like, I've got to do something, Hans Zimmer. Oh, I man. can't use a movie. So, uh, oh, this one, this one's perfect. And uh, wound up repeating it. So, uh, awesome. so, but Mogan, though, does have a hint for us at the end of this episode. That's okay. right. But, uh, but as far as Hans Zimmer, quick recap because this means a lot to me, dear listeners, because I've listened to Hans Zimmer since I was 13 years old when The Last Samurai came out. And I listened, that was the first i think that's actually the first cd i bought in itunes was the last really? Samurai soundtrack oh that's the lamest thing you've ever said to me the soundtrack is good <laughs> hold whatever you know reservations you have about the movie but the Ooh, soundtrack boy. itself is good <laughs> um, you should get a t-shirt that says that on it i purchased the I last should. samurai soundtrack. we make t-shirts damn it <laughs> it's, we're 78 episodes yeah, in we yeah. need t-shirts that's by this exactly point. what we need uh, but anyway so they play he started off with like a quick medley uh that was stuff from driving miss daisy uh, sherlock holmes which was real mm. good and um uh, i can't remember the other one but then the big highlights for me were he did gladiator he did gladiator oh, really early nice. and that one was so good um and then Pirates of the Caribbean was probably the most energetic and fast-paced, but it was great because it started off with a whole bunch of this really slower stuff, and then okay. it built up into the main theme. That's Yeah, it ended with that. It was oh, so good. Oh, the, is that what they ended on? No, or that just was, that part? That, that's what they went. They ended the first half of the show. Oh, okay, it had an intermission. Gotcha. It was like gotcha. three hours long. Wow. Any great. show that has an intermission is A+. Plus. Um, the most surprising thing is he did a medley of The Lion King, which I for, I knew he did that. I just completely oh, forgot that he I did. I thought Elton John did the Well, Lion Elton John did the ones with, with the lyrics and everything, but Hans Zimmer did the actual wow. uh, score for it. I forget that all the time. And But what was badass about it, which, I mean, it was a badass suite of music anyway, but what was really cool about it is he had the original vocalist who recorded the the opening track there to sing the opening track when it started. So the previous suite of music had ended. It was all black. And then it just started off with the, with the sun rising behind him and the vocalist. Oh, it was great. It was so good. I can't believe they got the original vocalist. I mean, I can believe it. It was really cool because Hans told this really cool story after the song's over that this guy, he met him at, at when this guy was working at his name is Lebo M. Uh, he was working at a car wash in Los Angeles when Hans Zimmer met him two weeks ago. Prior to that, to their meeting, he had just escaped South Africa oh, during apartheid. Oh my God. And so what a life story. I know it was crazy. And that Dang. guy's daughter was there also singing. Oh, 
It was wow. it was awesome. It was Holy awesome. Holy crap! Uh, then he did the Wonder Woman theme. Oh right. Uh, Batman, Superman, uh, Interstellar, and then he ended the show after coming back for an encore. He ended the show with Inception. You ready for another fun little uh, connection there? Sure. So he did the music for Wonder Woman. Yes. The cellist who or did the, the he did the Wonder Woman theme in Batman v Superman. He didn't do the music for the ah, actual gotcha. Wonder Woman Never movie. Never mind. Because but the still. cellist that played the Wonder Woman theme from the Wonder Woman movie, she is very good friends with, what's his name, that did Journey? Austin Wintry. Austin Wintry. Oh, holy shit. She, she actually did a lot of the cello parts for the Journey soundtrack. Oh, really? There's your connection, buddy. Boom. Boom. There you go. What is her name? Tina. Tina Guo. Tina she Guo. was there. there she we- was playing cello oh, for Hans gosh. Zimmer at the at the concert. Dude, that's awesome. It was, Tina Guo is amazing. Oh, she was so good. Oh, so good. But yeah, so uh, sorry to get way off track. Well, not totally but off hey, track of video Tina games. Tina Guo did I mean, video game music technically. There we go. And Hans Zimmer has too. She so that's what it. we're keeping it with that. We're saying that's a, yeah. it's, a, it's allowed. That's amazing. It's permitted. It is permitted. It is perfect. We, we are the masters of this podcast. We can do whatever we, we want. We can do whatever we want. That's true. That's right. All right. Well, so we have a couple different random things we're going to talk about today. We have uh, so a couple different game outlooks or reviews, We I would say, we're going to do. Oh, and like also updates, updates I yeah. would say. Um, but then we're also going to do, because I, I know it's a couple weeks past now at this point, but since we had to pre-record some older episodes, we're not like, I went to RTX, so I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, and then, uh, Mogan's going to talk a little bit about the Splatoon two, Splatoon two, Splat two. And then I'm going to be doing a review of a older, well, it's an Xbox one launch title, but rise son of Rome. So stick around. That was basically the full summary of what we're going to be talking about today. But, uh, so RTX. Yeah. Tell us about this. Cause you've gone how many years in a row now? Three, three years in a row. Three years in a row. And have you seen your would be husband every single time? Yes, actually Greg, <laughs> Greg Miller. Greg yes, Miller. I, have, I have seen him there. Um, so this one was actually really cool. I didn't want to go all three days. Uh, and I wanted to go on Saturday, but apparently RTX can sell out of general day passes. Wow. I had no idea that was a possibility, just but to it go. did. <laughs> but I should have. know somebody, somebody, yeah. somebody didn't somebody show up. Somebody would have been like, Hey, somebody was hung come on over. Now. Come on. Um, but yeah, so I just went on Sunday and, uh, my wife, Sam actually wound up going with me and it was, it wasn't as impressive as past times have been. And maybe it's because I did go on the last day. So maybe some of the other exhibitors had left already. I feel like there's normally a bigger presence of bigger games. Like last year, yeah. Twitch had a big, uh, a big setup and they were playing, uh, Cliff Blazinski's latest game, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers I played right. that there last year. Supergiant Games was there last year when they were there again this year too. Three four three normally has a presence. They have a Halo uh, thing set up, which they that was there too. But I didn't feel the need necessarily to go play <laughs> that. Uh, but it was it was still really cool. And then I wound up going to a panel that Greg Miller hosted that was not about games, but it was on comic book movies and, st- oh, and stuff like that. Cool. But so it was still really cool. Um, Biggest thing about RTX, though, the one thing that I'm still I played it last year and was still really excited about it. Played it again this year and I'm still just as excited about it is Pyre uh, oh, by Super yes. Giant. We're going to talk about Super that because it's coming out pretty soon now. Um, the 27th. So I think today when they, while you're listening to this. No, because next Tuesday, I believe it's the, the 25th. Oh, then that's what it is. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I think 25th, it's the 25th. Uh, is when Pyre's coming out. Yeah. Um, it is the 25th. So I, so I played it again. Still, it's a, it's a really fun game. It's got like it's a choose, not necessarily choose your adventure RPG, but it has like dialogue options that, you know, depending on how you progress through them, will unlock different conversations. But the main gameplay is almost... <sighs> It's almost like a, a sport and it's it's all about get, it's like you're accomplishing these rights is what you're trying to do these rights to f- escape this realm that you're trapped in and you lead your three traveling companions in these rights and you have like a big uh, a bigger character, Jadariel, who is like the tank, That's I guess. That's right. I remember when we talked about this yeah. because the art is beautiful. Oh, I mean, as game. other Supergiant yeah. games are. Oh, it's so good looking. This is from the same people who did... Um, Bastion. Bastion. And did they, or did they not do Fury? They did not do Fury, but oh, they did okay. Transistor. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That's the one in between. I think I get it confused because some of their art, at least... It the looks co- very similar. The color palette yeah. in particular tends to really match Fury. But yes, go on. But anyway, so that game is really fun because all about the main element of the gameplay is that you're in as far as what the demo show has showed is that the in these rights you're competing against another team and basically you're trying to extinguish their flame of their pyre by delivering this this ball to it it's but it's more like a it's like a uh not the aura 
isn't the right phrase, the right term for it, but it's just a, a ball of energy, basically. And you try to get it into their, into their pyre and you score, depending on which hero you use to score the ball determines how many points you take off of their pyre. But you have this, when you are holding the ball, the, or I'm going to, I'm going to call it the energy. The the ball makes it sound like I'm playing basketball or football, (laughs) whatever, but the energy when you're holding it, you usually have this aura that surrounds you, this ring around you. And if you run into another player with it, it vaporizes them and they have to like, they're at, they're knocked out for a little while and then they come back and can reenter play. So it's a strategic thing of trying to wipe out the other players. Cause that obviously makes it easier. But when you score, you also can't use that character for a little bit, for a few seconds either. Now, if you're holding the energy yeah. and you have the aura around you, that protects you. You don't have the aura around you when you hold the energy, Oh, but okay. you can pass it to other, to oh, your other um, gotcha. teammates gotcha. and your other teammates. Like if the enemy has the, has the energy, you can use your aura and shoot it at them in like a shockwave, which will then eliminate them too. So there's a lot of different ways about it. You can even like throw the aura into the, the energy into the fire, into the enemy pyre to score. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about completing the goal. So, but, and I'm sure as the game progresses, there will be harder opponents or more opponents. There's usually just three and the ones that they have there for you to play. But, Still, the gameplay is all there. Something that could be a very, very and the other teams experience. are mostly made up of AI. Is that right? Or are yes, they online? They're AI. Gotcha. Cool. There might be a multiplayer. It though. does look like a very it could be fascinating very, game. Oh yeah, I would. I would be interested to play it. And I'm super into super giant games just yeah. because of Bastion. I have Transistor also. Uh, just haven't got around to playing it, but because of Bastion and it's in and of itself and how great of a game that is, I'm all over whatever super giant. What's sells. the soundtrack for Pyre like? Um, good of what I've heard. I would imagine it's the same guy who's done the one for, uh, for Bastion and Transistor, Darren Korb. Okay. Uh, so I would imagine it's going to be great because so far their soundtracks have been really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely uh, interested to play it and I'm hopeful that maybe someday it will come out for that sweet PlayStation Plus game of the month. I'm sure it will. That Transistor I finally have how, to pay for. That's how I got Transistor. So I'm sure exactly. it will at some point. It might just be a year or so might down the road. But, but it's fun. But you can get it for Steam or uh, uh, PS4. Good. Good. So, yeah. I need to make more use of my Steam account. I do too. Yeah, I'm really not using it to its fullest potential. They had their big summer sale so I bought Civilization 6, which I've been playing a little bit of, and it's great. My problem is that my primary computer is my laptop, and it just, like, cannot handle big games. No. It can't do it. I have to use it on my big computer, and then I'm just, like, locked away in here. It's like crazy. When Overwatch uh, had the the D.Va skin for the police officer D.Va that you still only could get through Heroes of the Storm, I was trying to play that on my laptop, and it technically worked, but, like, when I took my headphones off, my laptop was basically screaming. It was like, no! Yeah, I know. That's how that's how my laptop is. Even though good. I have even though I have a fairly decent powered laptop for editing and stuff like that, they it's just, still they just can't do still it. Just can't do it. it just yeah, I'm afraid it. it's gonna blow up on my lap or something. So that's why I'm always like, no, nah, I'll, I'll just use cover. my iMac. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so that was the big the big highlight of uh, of RTX for this year. Other than the fact that there was also a booth for Maltesers, the candy. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's right, Sam. And Sam got this big tub big. of Maltesers <laughs> that they were giving away. But they were all like melty in there already oh, for some reason, gross. even though it was a cool, semi-cool I environment. I guess maybe from the truck. I guess. But oh. then when driving them home, they just became a bigger melted mess together. So we just like, were like digging them oh, out with a spoon. Sick. <laughs> but they're so good. Gross. <laughs> I do love malted milk balls, though. They're super oh, tasty. Oh, so good, so good. It's, not, it's something I never, I don't necessarily crave, but then whenever I have yeah, one, like I'm whenever like, somebody's these are like, good. do you want one? You're like, oh, yeah, they're amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but Maltesers are better than Whopper. Oh, say oh are they? Yeah. Whoa, those it's the chocolate. sound like fighting words. It's the chocolate. That's what does it. Is there like some discourse happening in the malted milk ball community I don't know. about which one is actually better? I don't know. I haven't checked in on it lately. I bet there is. I bet there is. I bet there is. So didn't have a whole lot to say on RTX. That's all right. uh, So we can go ahead and jump into the, to the bigger, the real, the real news. Yeah. It felt, it felt like it needed some, it needed to be said. Some, some things need to be said about it. So this is probably the first time that all three of us, me, you and Zach are all going to have a console in common. Yes. When the best game of the year, except for breath of the wild, officially comes out. I was about to say, that's a big word. Officially comes out in mere 
days of this recording. So it will already be out when this episode launches Splatoon 2. Oh, yeah. So this is a Wednesday, so it'll be out two days. We're recording on a Wednesday. I have my pre-order on reserve. I'm going to do midnight pickup Thursday night at at exactly midnight. Hell, yeah. And I'm going to go home and play as long as I can. And then I have to go to work. Which will suck. Yeah, it'll suck. But I'll get so good while you're at work. The plus side is that I took a working from home day Ooh, on Monday. Nice. I'm not going to work. Nice. I'm going to play Splatoon all day. After having played it all weekend, After too. After having played it all weekend. Because you really, I have learned from the event that just happened. So we're basically doing a recap right now of the Splatfest. Yeah. So Nintendo announced probably a couple of weeks, maybe even a month ago, I, I'm bad at measuring time, um, that they were going to be doing what is essentially a demo Splatfest. So for those of you that played the old game, Splatfest is a worldwide free-for-all where it is turf turf mode only, where you're just basically uh, competing for who can ink the most of the map. So there's no like um, incentive to play ultra-competitively per mm. se unless you just really, really want to win. So it was turf, turf war only, and it was cake versus ice cream this time. The theme, and because they always have themes, they, for these, they right? always have a theme. Okay. There's always something versus something else, and each of the themes is always attached to one of the hosts. So we learned a lot from the Splatfest in terms of what the new game is going to look like from the uh, the plaza where all of your shops and other players in the Meverse posts are, and of course the hosts of Splatoon. So from the last game, we had Callie and Marie, the Squid Sisters. So iconic this time we have marina and pearl and they're both amazing marina was attached to team ice cream which was my team and pearl was attached to team cake and just like with every other Splatfest probably ever somehow the teams wound up vastly skewed <laughs> which is it's it's kind of funny in a way but it's also uh, unfortunate for the actual gameplay because when you're in a splat fest it's always 4v4 okay and it's always random unless you're in a group so if you're in a group of four team ice creams and of team ice cream there's 80 million and then there's 4 million of team cake. Oh no. Those 4 million people are really hard to find. So what you often come up with is you'll be fighting your own team. So it'll be team ice cream versus team ice cream. So, okay. So that's yeah, good. At least that exactly. you're, there's still so a way it's to not play. That it doesn't find you a group. It's that it'll try really hard to find you one of the opposing groups, but if it can't, it just has to sub in your own team, Okay. which does kind of suck because the overall goal of Splatfest is to rack up the most win points for your team because that's how they decide who's won oh so it could very easily bias it to team ice cream yeah so you're kind of like beating your own self at your own game and it's like oh man so like it was a given that team ice cream was going to win in terms of sheer numbers but everybody did good because apparently more people like ice cream everybody played also also i think it might be that in the uh fan base of splatoon 2 so far a lot of people are in love with marina she's actually an octoling i don't know if you remember that so there's there's the squid squid Inklings, which so are there's the, squid. the inklings. Inklings. So they're sorry. actually no, that's okay. So the inklings are like the squid kids, okay. and the octolings from the first game were exclusively bad guys. Oh. So like you would only encounter octolings in really just story mode because the single player campaign, if you want to call it, was. You know, I kind of viewed it as an extended tutorial of like how to get good at different weapons yeah. and stuff like that. That's not really what its purpose was, but that's how I mostly played it. Uh, but in the, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So the Octolings were like your primary antagonist from the first game. So it's actually kind of a surprise to see that one of the primary hosts of Splatoon 2 is an Octoling. Yeah. And that they're not addressing it at all. <laughs> they're like, so nope, I wonder she just if that'll is. be explained then when the game's released. Now, what we don't have a lot of information on quite yet is the story mode for Splatoon 2 does appear to be about the previous hosts from Splatoon, Callie and Marie. Okay. Because the big thing is Callie has gone missing. Where is she? You can see that Marie is still in the plaza and she's kind of your story mode person now where last time you had Gramps, okay. their grandpa. An old withered sea captain who no one believed about the octoling scourge. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right all along. But so you have your new hosts, you have your new plaza and that comes, of course, with a lot of new gear and a lot of new weapons. Nice. 
And the Splatfest only started you with four weapons. Okay. So you did get four starters. You got the dualies, which are the new type that enables you to use a two-handed weapon, which you never had in the last game. Uh, the classic roller, of course, which is from the first game. The charger, also from the first game. And the uh, splatter shot. Okay. Just your basic you know, shooter as straight as you can get. So of those four, only the dualies are new. So I did find that the way that I chose to play the game was with each of the Joy-Cons in separate hands. Uh, you could, in theory, put them in your Joy-Con dock and play it with the controller in your hand, and many play people choose to play it with the uh, Joy-Cons on the Switch itself to still use its gyroscopic compatibility, Right. or a lot of people choose to use the Pro Controller. I still don't own a Pro Controller, so I have no idea how that would feel to play the game. I do know that if you're using sticks only to control your motion and movement it's a nightmare is so, it why because it's really hard because that 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 for me because i've i've played the only bit of splatoon that i've played is it was on display once at a target i think in, mm. on the wii u and so and i remember picking it up trying to play it and be like what in no, tarnation so see, i guess it's just because like i'm so used to it from the first game i'm like yeah. and like so i'm wondering it, so i'm wondering if if then for me then picking it up if i'll prefer the pro the pro controller so the funny thing is, is that you the, can uh, still use the gyroscopic uh capabilities if you have the joy con docked in the switch itself okay or is separate in your hands because if you or actually i suppose even the um docked version of the joy cons yeah because it would, would still, still yeah it would still work because stuff. it's or at least for my settings the primary gyroscopic one is your right hand okay so i was basically able to keep keep my left hand mostly still and move my right hand around free willy-nilly to use my aim uh, and that worked out very well for me i'm still not like good because <laughs> i need a lot of practice yeah but i wasn't holding my team back i'll say that much see that's what i'm gonna have to do because i have it on pre-order too yeah. and i'm Did like you really you pre-ordered it well Spotune too Oh yes, no, we talked about this. Yeah, it's birthday present. Right, so right. it so I didn't personally <laughs> I didn't personally pre order it, but it's pre-ordered for me. So now all I just have to hope is did it get same day delivery or is it gonna have to wait That's a couple a days? Question. But so as soon as I get it though, I'm gonna have to just play it for a few days before yeah. I even be like, Okay, Mogan, I'm ready to play. <laughs> yeah. So um some one of the really great things that they did for the Splatfest that I never really utilized in the last game is that you can set it up to where you're actually playing with your chosen teammates. So, um, for example, if you have other friends that are online at the time, you can actually group up with them and then you can maintain your team of four instead of having it be random every time. Oh, okay, cool. So if you, like, create a room, basically, other people join you and then you all play together, which is really nice. It's basically just kind of like a squad battle almost. Yeah. That'd be nice, too, especially if there is a bigger... I mean, on the full launch, if there is as big of an issue with Splyfest, especially with uh, the unbalanced of teams if you can yeah. at least have your own party that you can play with and things yeah. like that, so you're not having to spend a whole lot of your time waiting through exactly lobbies. exactly and i mean it's not often that i feel like most of the splat fests were that skewed yeah. this time it did seem especially bad and that's probably just because it was the i think the it's demo. just because it was the demo and yeah. so many people are so jazzed for marina have you seen marina and pearl uh-uh. they are so cute and i mean pretty. i'm sure i've seen pictures of them but just not put two and two together marina that it's who they are and pearl <laughs> They are not on the cover art. Okay. So if you were, or at least not to the ones that I have seen. So Marina and Pearl, they are the best. They are so cute. I don't want fan art. I want real art. I know. Isn't that so annoying? Not like, helpful. You want, you want a real picture? Yeah. That's what they look like in the like, official game art. So Marina is the Octoling. Okay. And Pearl and... is the little inkling. Okay, okay. So Octoling, because yes. her hair looks like Yeah, because she's okay, that's okay. right. Exactly. And I think she's like maybe got turntables or something. She does. So she's a DJ. Yeah, she's got turntables, so she's a DJ. And then Pearl is like the classic singer or whatever, but she's got a lot of rap lyrics in the new game. Ooh. But they're not like obviously words. They have like their little <laughs> inkling language, which is just like a bunch of interesting noises. Right. And another really fun thing that is probably the best update of all. Okay, so you know in your Joy-Con, you've got your d-pad yes 
in the first game, if you pushed either up or down on D-pad, the only things that uh, those buttons did were up was come on, which was like how you could ping your team to go where you were going. Okay. It was just like a way to signal what you were going to do. And booyah, the most important button <laughs> in the game. Because even after you've been splatted, even after you're dead, you know, kind of on your kill screen, you can still booyah. Nice. So, or, of course, you can do it to other people. It's just like a fun way to kind of spam around. It's like hello in Overwatch. You just right. spam hello all the time. Uh, so they've only ever had come on and booyah. And in the new game, it's this way for up and still booyah for the down button. But best feature of all, when you immediately after you die on the kill screen, uh, this way turns to ouch. <laughs> it's the best. Like, so, so it's only right after you've been spotted. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> She's just over there. Ow, ow, just ow, spamming ow, it. Ow, and ow. Uh, I love that one in particular because the other team can also see your ouches. So it's just like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, some awesome. of the other really interesting things, at least regarding the gameplay itself, are the dualies. They're an interesting kind of weapon. That's the two-handed weapon. So that's the two-handed, so that's weapons the two-handed the... weapon. Okay. Now, as far as their actual control goes, like it's one not in each hand? exactly. Okay. So when the uh, when you're actually controlling them, you're not moving each hand independently of each other. You're obviously still like that Matrix. Would be so stuff. fun. That'd be so cool if you could, like walk in and be like. <laughs> that would be just, like, amazing. Out arc of paint. What the the real interesting feature is they do have um, a lot of spread, so they're definitely not a super straightforward. Uh, Weapons, so they would actually be really good for turf war, turf war for example. But mm-hmm. when you're actively shooting, if you hit, I believe it's the jump button, instead of jumping like you normally would with another weapon in your hand, you actually do this really fast roll to either side. So you can roll forward, back, left, or right, depending on which way you have, I think, done on your directional stick. Okay. So, and that's a really hard thing. At least for me, I was like, I don't think I'm getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that'll take a lot yeah, of people. So it's going to take, take a lot time. of time, but I had already encountered plenty of other people that mastered it within five minutes that we're just well, isn't that how it always is, though? Yeah, it's always like the the Japanese. <laughs> it's always it's always the Japanese. The Koreans, they're always just so much. They're better. just always so much better. So I feel like it's going to be almost potentially overpowered. It seemed like a really good move. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ways to counter it when they do have the rest of the weapons come online, like right. the blasters and all the others, uh, the brushes, for example, the sloshers. Do they normally with the first platoon? Although it could have been different. Do the we do the how the Wii U is, but did they always did they ever like nerf or or buff certain weapons? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. Okay. So actually, Nintendo was pretty good about doing updates, much like Overwatch does, where they like slightly tweak gameplay. Mm-hmm. And every time they do that, you know how Overwatch has their online forum. Right. Nintendo just does little Nintendo directs. So something that you may have noticed in your Switch is like the little news icon. Yeah, that's where those are going to go. Oh, okay, cool. So for future reference, that's where you'll be able to find them. So they do definitely look at the gameplay and they do make tweaks as needed. Good. They're not super common. I remember that every time there was an update about the actual gameplay, it always felt really rare to me. Maybe it was happening way more than I paid attention to. Right. But I was a pretty early adopter of Splatoon. Uh, so I would be surprised if there was a lot that I missed. But maybe, you know, that first month of play that I didn't have it, maybe they changed a whole bunch of stuff. I don't right. Know. Yeah, true. Um, so they do also have a really interesting new feature for the roller. So you may or may not, you don't know. So the roller is kind of like a I've big... Seen the roller. Yeah, it's just it's, a paint roller. It, I actually saw some video of it today, probably from somebody. This is some recording of that. But yeah, it's legitimately just a big paint roller exactly, that rolls exactly. around all over so the So the roller, you know, your main way of kind of getting around is just to roll along the ground. And right. in the first game, you could like pop it up and flick it to like splash paint at other people. Okay. Which if you were really good at aiming and you had a really fast roller, you could just slaughter right and left. It was actually a really good, um, really good weapon if you got good at it. Yeah. In this game, if you're swimming in your ink, so let's say you're swimming in ink and then you get up and jump and then do the flick instead of going ver- uh, horizontally, it'll switch to a vertical splash and it goes way farther. Oh, than wow. The horizontal splash. But does it doesn't not, have as much coverage. It doesn't have as much coverage, but it's a much more directed approach. So again, if you like pop up and blam and get somebody with the vertical, you're almost certainly going to kill them nice. like with a one hit. And I was just like, wow, other people are using this to such great effect to kill me. <laughs> and here I am just dying left and right, not being able to do anything. 
anything. So I think it's going to be a bit of a game changer. Yeah. Really from any jumping position, not just from swim to jump, but from any jump, that's how you enable yourself to use the vertical. So if you jump and use your actual splash, no matter what happens, you're going to uh, do a vertical one. Nice. So standing, horizontal, jumping, vertical. And so far, those are the only huge differences I noticed aside from the specials. So do you remember specials? At least in passing. Maybe. From but Splatoon. I'm going to need a refresher. So, like, for example, the ink strike, which is where a giant ink bazooka, come, not bazooka, um, missile comes up on your back, and on your gamepad, you would pick an area of the map to launch it at, and it would go over and, and like, basically just uh, bombard nice. them with ink, like a torpedo or whatever. There was the bubbler, which would encase you in kind of a translucent bubble that you could then tap your teammates and give them the bubble, too, that made you pretty much uh, invulnerable. So a big, for big a shield. Given, for a big shield for okay. a given amount of time. Everybody hated the bubbler because it was so OP. <laughs> um, there was the killer whale, which was just like a big sound wave. And it was really hard to use because it had a very small range, mm-hmm. but it was so satisfying when you got people with the killer whale, you're just like, you're us. And there was the ink Zuka, which was just devastating for other people. Useless for me. Cause I'm terrible with it, <laughs> uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a bazooka that you just use to slaughter people right and left. Right. Almost none of those, actually none of them, I don't think made it to Splatoon 2. So all of the specials are new. Oh, that's cool. And some of the sub-weapons are new too. Um, you know that uh, ice sport of curling? Yes. You know the little ball thing mm-hmm. with a little handle yeah, that they yeah. use? That's one of your specials now. Not your special, your sub-weapon. So it's like a curler bomb. That's what they call so it. So it just like slides so, across the ink? Kind of. So you like send out a curler bomb and it kind of goes, pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. Like it bounces oh, around. And then eventually okay. when it gets to a certain uh, distance, it'll explode. And it's just like the first time they came at me, I was like, what the damn hell are these? And then, boom. And then it exploded. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not so that could be really cool then for either like clearing out or, or making not necessarily clearing out a whole lot of a whole lot of people, but as but confusing them as to where it was going to go. Yes, correct. Especially because if, it's especially all if over you're the place. in like tight quarters and there right. are a lot of corners for them to go up against. Does it hurt you chaos. if it hits you? No, before it explodes. So there's no such thing as um. Oh wait, if it's an enemy one. Or if it's your if it's an enemy bomb. one, yeah. If it's if it, if it's an enemy one, and I think if it like if, if it you, t- if it runs into you as it's bouncing off something before it explodes, you know, I'm actually you? not sure. We'll I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure that happened to me, so I would have to test it again. But anyway, so all of these sub weapons are looking pretty cool. Some of them stayed the same. The uh, traditional splat bomb made a comeback. The burst bombs made comebacks. Yeah. I don't recall if they're doing splat, uh, splash wall again, which was basically just you'd throw up a literal wall that would spray ink down that you could shoot through, but that the other people couldn't get to use through. Cool. It was awesome. Uh, I'm not sure if splash wall is coming back, but um, the point is it looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm really excited about all the new levels that they've done. Everything except for Moray Towers from the Splatfest was amazing. And they did some improvements to Moray Towers. It was hilarious. I don't know if you remember this. Nintendo was like, oh, an old fan favorite <laughs> is coming back in Splatoon 2. And then they announced it was Moray Towers and everyone was like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? So Nobody what would have been the actual fan favorite? Moray Towers was not anybody's favorite. Um, My personal favorite was probably... I really enjoyed Black Belly Skate Park, okay. and I loved the museum, uh, the Museum D'Alfonso or something. Those were two of my favorites. Um, I think at least a couple of the levels are coming back, but of all of the new ones that they introduced, they were pretty much all pretty awesome. So I think it's going to be, once they have all of the levels released, it's going to be excellent. Nice. So I'm excited too. Like uh, the be. first one, obviously I had no interest in because I didn't have a Wii U, but this one, now that I have a switch, like I said, like I, like I said, I told you that one time, I'm so much more excited about all things Nintendo now. So when you do eventually get it for yourself, only play story mode at first, but if you want to uh, get the best gear, you do need to be leveling up Okay. and you can only level up. I believe in real, in real terms, uh, if you are only doing turf or ranked battles. Okay. So I mean, that's have, usually what yeah, I would play. So you have anyway, to be playing online and you need to be playing as much as you can now while it's free before that's right. eventually. But when is that? That's not until like It's like next holiday. Year. Is oh, it next year? The When the Nintendo when service? When they start making it like a PlayStation Plus kind right. of thing. Well, it's only like 20 bucks. Though, yeah, so. it's not going to be much. No. It's not going to be bad. I but, did see um, that and I was like, damn it. 
another service. But then I, I was mean, like, it's 20 bucks. Yeah. A year. And really all they're doing is keeping tabs with everyone else. Yeah. So it's like, they already do it for Xbox. They do it for PlayStation. It blows, but I see why they're right. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, they got to make money somehow. They do. Jared. They do. Breath of the wild only made $8 trillion. <laughs> uh, okay. So remind me when we're doing moment with Mogan, I have something about, uh, about making money that, uh, that I heard about this week. That was ridiculous, but oh we'll, we'll I can't wait for bit. it. But, uh, so just remind me we're doing that, but, uh, but no, so it's, I'm real excited for Splatoon. You too. should be. It's going to be awesome. I think you're really going to like Plus it. Plus it gives us another game that we can play other it than does. Overwatch. So if you're good Which enough, we haven't played play, yeah. in a while, I've actually been on a lot. I don't I have, know if you have. I've sporadically been on. Obviously, like I'm waiting for Doomfist. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. when Doomfist comes on, I'll be playing a bunch. I'm really excited for Doomfist to come out. So we're just uh, casually transitioning into the moment with Mogan. Moment now. with Mogan. Yeah, moment with Mogan. Uh, so when Doomfist does come out, which should be by about this time when this episode airs, uh, I'm super jazzed because I have heard that Farah is going to be a fantastic counter to Doomfist. Oh, and I am and getting I play good at, ca- Farah. at Farah. Exactly. I've been playing Farah more often. Well, I'm still trying. Still, even though I'm, I've given up my hopes and dreams of platinum that game, I'm yeah. still trying to get the trophies for at least some of the here. Like I've given up on being able to get Zenyatta's and probably Lucio's too. I think everybody gave up. Uh, um, but I'm still trying to get Farah's where you kill four people without touching the ground. Really? I haven't you got haven't, it yet. You need a Zarya ult. Yeah, I do. I need. So, that's why I need to play exactly. with you so we can like team up on it. And I'm a great um, Zarya. And I'm trying. Okay, good because then I need to also still get Soldier 76's ultimate one oh, of killing four yeah. people with this too. You need Zarya for all of those. Yeah. Although with Soldier what you really need is just a team of squishies. So yeah, you need a true. team of like tracer to support people, not a, lot, and a, like a of widow. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't, you can't be doing that with a bunch of tanks. It's no, not going to work. doesn't work at all. No. But, uh, but no, yeah. So Doomfist, I'm very excited. Yeah, about. I have no, like I've seen some of the PTR gameplay footage of him. Me too. And mostly it's just like, I'm not absorbing any of this. I, I don't know I, how, I, don't I know, know what's like how, to, how you, uh, his hand cannon is cool because at least he has some range. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, also he's got that, that rocket fist or whatever, where he flies forward, punching people yeah. and then he can do the, uppercut thing and then he's in the air and it's, it's just like, what is what? happening it's like what is happening <laughs> it's gonna be a nightmare for mercies we're yes. like no come back oh yeah it's gonna be really unfortunate well um, probably for once trying to heal him and for ones who are on the enemy team get exactly hammered by him and then in other news just a quick fyi so out now when this episode airs again splatoon 2 has just launched for the switch so if you haven't already bought it please do pyre for the ps4 and pc like we talked about uh avon colony for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, this is going to be more like a, a city builder. Oh, okay. Because so, I hadn't heard about yeah, that. Yeah, no, Avon Colony. So it's it's. Uh, I actually think it's kind of like a sci-fi city builder. Okay. So you might you might be interested might be in that, it. Yeah. It's not medieval, but it looks it looks pretty cool. I mean, it looks I like, like a good city builder. Space Sims. Oh, okay. But with maybe without the level of silliness that the Sims naturally because Sims with. are just too silly. Just too silly. Just too silly. And Can't then for your JRPG fix, they did just recently, or they are porting Fate Extella the Umbral Star to the Switch as well. Okay. So if you need a JRPG for the Switch, you can get that one. And then coming soon, Hey Pikmin is coming out for the 3DS, oh, and that is go. July 28th. We also have Miitopia to the 3DS July 28th as well. And Tacoma. Have you heard about Tacoma? Mm-mm. This is one, so it's not the Toyota Tacoma, the okay. best small pickup truck in the United States <laughs> at this time. I'm just kidding. It's Please, not Toyota. Really. Please, to Send Toyota. Us some money now. We give you a shout out. <laughs> no, you so, have to now. Tacoma is coming out for, I'm actually kind of mad. I'm probably going to have to get it on Steam or something. It's coming out for Xbox One and PC August 2nd. It's from the makers of Gone Home. Oh, okay. So Fulbright, the people who made Gone Home, this is kind of their new game, and they initially teased it way back at like the 24th. 14, 2014 or 15 Game Awards. Oh, wow. So it's like their newest thing that they're about to put out. It looks pretty interesting. So if you're looking for your indie fix, Tacoma for the PC and Xbox One. And when is that? August 2nd. August 2nd. I think I said that. August 2nd. Yeah. yeah. So those are your things that are coming out soon. And then what's this about money and making money? Okay, so there's this, uh, I saw this as a story, I believe it was a Kotaku article that I saw. This and I'll just briefly, but I saw this and it blew my mind that anybody even considered that this was an okay way to go about things. Uh, it was this racing game made by Zynga and Zynga, Zynga. the most popular social platform. Do you remember Zynga? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, they're still a thing and this and making stuff out there and Hilarious. apparently making people mad. <laughs> so they had this DLC vehicle that they that they came out with for this racing game. I can't remember what the racing game is called, unimportant because I'll never play it. Unimportant, but you could buy this special car. And somebody bought it for the price of which I was like, 
come again now? What? They bought it for f- the price of fourteen ninety nine for a car in a game. One car in one game. Okay. And I was like, okay, that seems very steep, but whatever. If you're a fan, that's your own thing. You spend your money how you want to spend your money. But then it started coming out that some people were able to buy the car for four ninety nine. Then some people were were being were buying the car for thirty four ninety nine. And people were like, now what is up with this discrepancy? Because this seems really weird. Why is thirty four ninety nine? Right. Who would pay that? Right. I don't know. But anyway, so that that was coming up, and people were being like, "Now what? 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 What is this now? Why? Why is this a thing? Why are there different prices?" And they reached out to Zynga, and Zynga said it was something they were testing, randomized pricing for the DLC. They were testing it to somehow improve the game experience. What? Right. <laughs> right. What now? How? What the hell? Because it's like you can either wait and then pay like five, and the next time you try to buy it, it's going to be 14, or then you can wait again and it's going to be back to five or minus And that's be going to improve the user experience? I don't know. That sounds like a scam. That sounds like that's a huge a scam. scam. And I read this article. They I was were like, just trying to catch the, the people world? at the $34.99. Right? Oh my God, that's sick. That it was. They should be ashamed. And so, I mean, hopefully that they re- received much enough outcry for this that they're like, "No, nah, we're going to pull the plug on this." But I still couldn't believe that that was even a thought of like, "Let's try randomizing the price." I would have demanded a refund. Oh, for, absolutely! If I would have found out that I bought oh it for the gosh. because yeah, what do you do? If somebody buys it for fifteen, then you find out your buddy bought it for five. I would have found be out with that? where the CEO lived, and I would have gone to their house Not and been politely. like, "I'll take my ten dollars back now, or thirty dollars." However yeah. much. Oh my god! I, I couldn't believe that that that's was even insane. something that they were trying to pass off as a good thing. It's that a was no. ridiculous. That's a that's a definitive no. Definitive no. Absolutely. And then also another cool thing, just because I'm still a big fan of the game, still trying to get the platinum for it for Doom. Today they announced update six point six six. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, that's a bad number. Uh-oh. Shouldn't do it. Shouldn't number <laughs> that's it that way. Extra hell. <laughs> but what they did is they uh, they updated the multiplayer prog- progression but also made all DLC free. Oh, that's really awesome. Because now the years, the game's been out for yeah, over a out. year and a half, close so to two years. So now would be my ideal time to jump on. Yeah, because yeah. now you can play, buy all the DLC exactly. because there, there are even trophies for the DLC. And I was like, ah, I might play it, but I mean, they're not required for the platinum. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I don't want to buy it though. You know, kind of a thing. And now here I sit, a dedicated Doom player rewarded for my time. And exactly. I thought that was like, hats off and to you. And we've got Bethesda some listeners that love ID Doom software. too. So they're going to be pretty psyched about that. Yep. Awesome. Oh, doom. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Let's go to hell one more time. <laughs> In other news, you've recently been playing Rise. Yes. Oh, so, so. Moment with Moment is Over. Yes. Oh, yes. Moment with Moment is Over. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Rise. And this um, is from? Microsoft Studios and Crytek. Crytek. Who made uh, Crisis, I believe, and the, oh, the Crisis okay. series and other things like that. Um, so... Talking about all those release dates for all these games coming out when you were doing one with Mogan reminded me of just it, it, of why I'm able to get into this game now is because there's I'm in this the dry spell that I've talked about before of when there's nothing new coming out that I'm really excited for. So I'm just kind of going through I ha, I'm going through and finally knocking out several games in my backlog. I've done a pretty good job of, of doing it. Like I beat Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I, you I did. Beat, uh, what else did I Quick, stupid else. question. How do you spell Rise? R-Y-S-E. Okay, see, I typed that in, and it came up with it's a game that was hella old. Rise, Son of Rome uh, is what it's called. Is it Son of Rome 2? I don't know. Are they making it 2? Maybe not. Oh, that's like, uh, never mind. Okay. I'm just being dumb. But anyway, so Rise was a launch title for the Xbox One when it um, came out. Oh, and okay. obviously when I saw this game coming out, I was very into it because it takes place in ancient Rome. Obviously, gotcha. I love that time period. Duh. So I'm all about it. But I hadn't ever gotten around to playing it until now. And I must say, it's a whole lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Brief summary of it. I really enjoy it. Story's great. Uh, but I wish the combat could be a little bit better. So this is, you're now playing it on your Xbox yes. One? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so it was Xbox this, One exclusive. And is it still exclusive? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So basic brief story summary is you're a Roman centurion Marius and at the beginning it starts off at the beginning of the game and Rome is under siege by barbarian forces and you're protecting Emperor Nero but then Ooh, you, Nero you're yeah. protecting him I know right that's the the game is confused Seriously. you should be trying to take down Nero I know everyone should have been trying to everybody. take down Nero he was a bad dude he was a bad dude not a who, good guy so in, in who was worse Nero or Caligula 
Ooh, Ooh. that is a tough. I'm going to vote Caligula. I think Caligula I was. Think he was worse. He was pretty crazy. All right. So, anyways, you're trying to protect douchebag Nero, right? And you're you're able to get him away from the barbarian attack, and you go out into this vault, and he is asking you about yourself, and you start telling him your story, and so then it goes back in time. Uh, to where you're just a new soldier in the Roman army. You're back home visiting your family before, who is a affluent family in, in Rome, visiting them before you are shipped off to war. But while you're there visiting your family, barbarians are somehow able to infiltrate the city. Your mother and sister are killed and you and your father then take off into the streets because he's an old soldier himself slash now politician. And you're going in the streets of Rome fighting, trying to figure out what's going on. Your father winds up being killed too, which sets you off this path on this path of revenge to get back at, to get back at the barbarians slash. Your father also says some cryptic things about, you know, it may not be barbarians who are behind it. And so it just sets you off on this course of revenge and to figure out who killed your family and to take vengeance on the barbarians who did it. The course never takes the turn of learning to live life normally after you've had three family members. I know there's no No. time for reflection. Yeah. They never have that period. No, no, No. there's no no visits to the psychiatrist. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Just straight back into the bloodshed. So I do like the game that for it, like I said, it's taking place in Rome. So you have all of that as a setting, but then what's really cool is when you go to fight the barbarians, you're not just fighting these barbarians who are, in the Italian countryside, you go to Britannia. And so you're oh. fighting the Celts and stuff like that. So you actually wind up fighting against huh. uh, Boudicca and King Oswald, although I can't remember if he's a actual historical king, but obviously Boudicca That's really Boudicca interesting. Huh. And so you go into this different setting of this ancient world, of this ancient time. And so I will say, so I made it, I was playing this again today to get a little bit farther into the game. I have two levels left, so I'm very close. It's a very short game. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you haven't been playing it that long. No. If this is the first time really hearing of it. Yeah, it's a very short game. Uh, But so I was playing a little bit more to get farther in. And so I made a, a quick little list of some pros and cons. So pros, excellent graphics. For a launch title game, which obviously the Xbox One was supposed to be, obviously it's a new console, so the, you would expect the graphics to be better. The graphics are really good. Nice. Like still, So on, they've held up well. Yeah, still on par nice. with other games. Now, obviously games like Horizon Zero Dawn have a bit more finesse to them now, a little bit more detail, but still, as a whole, excellent. Uh, and then along with that, too, there's great voice acting as well. All the, all the characters have been really well. Like you, In one level I just played, you rescue the Emperor's son, Commodus. So also crazy dude. Uh, they were all crazy. They were dudes. all crazy. All that inbreeding mm, man mm, made just him makes crazy. Him crazy people. But he the he was really well acted and his character model was really well because he was very you know frantic and frenetic and uh, just kind of like unhinged and that came across really well in his animations nice. and in facial animations and stuff too. Uh, so, but one of the things that really sticks out is whenever you're fighting and you you get the symbol to be able to perform an execution on an enemy, the execution animations are fantastic. The, not for Mortal Kombat style? No, not for being overly gory. Like, I'm surprised. You chop arms off. You can chop arms off, but I've, you'd never, you don't behead people in the in, oh. in executions. Like, you'll slit a throat or something like that, but you, it, it's not overly graphic in that sense. But what is so great about them is how the enemy responds to the execution. Oh gosh. Like they're, it's response, they're responsive execution. So like say you're fighting somebody and you start the execution, you're next to a wall, you'll ram them into the wall and then you'll have to like hit the buttons. So it's really cool. Cause it will highlight with the enemy, with the color of the button you're supposed to be hitting instead of saying like Y oh, or X. That's so kind of cool. Yeah. So it'll do like yellow and you're supposed to hit Y or then blue for X. Uh, and you're just supposed to do it in a generate sequence. Huh. And however well you, however quickly you're able to hit the button slash hit the button correctly determines how much of a bonus you get at the end. Oh, that's kind of neat. It is really cool. I like that. But also the, I've, I've played a lot of games before where you will perform some, and the camera like zooms in on it. So it's really close. And the camera motion is really fluid. Cause normally when you're fighting, it's third person, it'll be really far out. And then when an execution happens, it zooms in. So you see the, you nice. know, you're up close into the gritty nice. action. Your character is making facial, like yelling and, you know, or in scre- screaming kind of stuff or gritty determination face. But as you're, attacking the guys and is doing the animation, they're showing like the expression of pain or oh, like, of course out. they are. 
are. But I feel like in a lot of games that I've played at that before, it's just still like they're stoic and you're just cutting them down. So it makes it feel a lot more visceral and a lot more real, which I really, really appreciate, especially for the time period. Yeah, that does sound that does sound certainly very engaging. Yeah. Um, It's also really great because it implies it uses a lot of varied combat where there will be certain points where archers are up on a hill and you'll be able to call together your other soldiers to form the turtle formation to form where, Voltron where you put your, you know, where the, like the old ancient Roman formations yeah, yeah, where yeah. the shields are on top right. and the shields in front to make this like a movable thing. We've all seen Troy. <laughs> right. And then you drop your shield and then you're able to throw Pila, the throwing spears into the archers. And so it's all about like a lot of timing and stuff. Those get a little bit stale though, because okay. it's you, you see like a bridge and you're like, Oh, okay. And there's like this banner that you're supposed so to it's go just to. It's a little signals. predictable. Yeah. Okay. A little predictable. Uh, but still cool that they include that. Plus that they even include the p- throwing spears Pila into the game of play as well. Um, enemies do progressing difficulty. You're not just fighting the same mindless, like simple guys. You'll run as you go farther into the game. There are obviously the easy guys who are super easy. Then there's guys with an ax and a shield that you'll fight. And then later on, you'll run into more heavier enemies who you'll have to dodge some of their heavier attacks rather than be able to fight them outright. The combat I will say is, is good. And I'll talk about it a little bit more because it also applies to a con a little bit, but it is a combination of using X and Y. So for a light attack or you'll use your shield to like do a bashing hit attack with, by hitting Y and later you'll be able to unlock heavier, heavy attacks and heavy shield bash and things like that. And then you obviously have a, a nice roll and a dodge or, and a, and a deflect nice. thing to deflect attacks. Like breath of the wild. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you have all that at your disposal. Um, like I said, the story is really great so far. Uh, it's very well acted, as I said, so it lends really well in this great, and it has the perfect amount of mythology thrown in. Not where you're fighting like mythical creatures, but there are a couple points. So not without, God of War level. No, but there are points in the story without getting too spoilery for anybody who wants to try it out, where that you do receive divine intervention, basically. Oh, that's kind of cool. But it's but it's done in a very not overtly like. I mean, it's fairly overt that the person you're dealing with is a god, but it's not in the in the case of it's throwing your face in the sense of God okay. of War. Gotcha. But I think it's it's just enough touch into the Roman mythology that it's like, yeah, this is a believable. This is a thing that they'd be into. Um, and then, like I said, also the responsive executions, like that's really cool. And you, as you progress more, like I, I did this one, that I didn't even think would be a thing where the guy where I was performing an execution, I was standing on the bank of a river. I knocked the enemy over, held them underwater with my shield and then like stabbed him. Oh and so my God. Horrible. It's very, it's, I mean, it's cool. It's very, it seems very accurate in the, in how they oh. use the sword and shield together. Oh. It's not just this random. I mean, a little bit is a random hack and slash, but it's cool in the, when it counts that they really show how the sword and shield could be used in combination. Together. Terrible for a history buff who loved medieval and ancient warfare like that. For me, um, it's hitting all the right buttons, not rated E for everything. It is not. It is a strong M. Strong M plus. Um, But then, so some of the cons that I did come across. So as good as as fun and interesting as the combat is, it gets stale Mm -hmm. because it is very. It's similar in how we were talking about with Uncharted, where you enter this area, enemies come at you, you defeat the enemies, and then you move on. Yep. With slight variation thrown in, which is makes it slightly better than Uncharted because there is now a little bit more variation with heavier people who come in and their attacks can be just damaging to you. But still, it is very much you enter this area, you fight them, and then you move on. And then the combat system, while cool, where you can combine like light attacks and then a shield bash to open to break a guard, like especially an enemy who has a sword, a yeah. ax and shield, you can break their guard by hitting the shield bash and then attack them a little bit more then perform the execution. But it's, it feels light. Like I feel like they could have put a little bit more effort into the combat okay. a little bit, especially I, th- I think the big thing that would be cool is if it incorporated a little bit more of a combo, like a combo, a combo system. God of war is very much a hack slash game, but still, if you hit like, square square triangle you're gonna do a special move gotcha this game doesn't have that you hit x x y and it's like a combination of hitting those to break their to constantly keep the opponent's guard broken okay. but it's not i can't hit x x y and do this 
huge smashing attack or something that eliminates. So it, there's just not that much variation. Yeah. It does have the ability where you can do a focus attack where you like slam the ground with your shield and it slows time and you go fat, which is the only thing that seems slightly out of place for the game. What explanation does it give for this? It doesn't. You None? just have the ability. Just no explanation. I guess you could say you're superior Roman training. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's not a perfect world. Sure. And that's why, Whatever. It's, a, and that's why it's a con. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. So, uh, but, uh, but still, for the, for the so that's what I feel like what it could benefit from is is it could have benefited from a better slightly more engaging combat system yeah now the big you could say well that's a pretty big con considering the game is primarily com- combat. combat based but I think in this case the story is so far and and the level of production value put behind the game so far has made that where Although annoying, not a not a deal breaker, and to be gotcha. like, I hate this game. I'm willing to guess from my own perspective, it would probably be a deal breaker. For probably me. would be a deal breaker. But for you. again, this doesn't sound like it's my kind of game, right. so I can see why certain people would be really interested in this. But me, I more wanted to get it just purely based on the fact that it's a game set yeah. in ancient Rome, yeah. which so far the majority Any of games chance that have for been lured Jared to make his reappearance. Yes, <laughs> but and. And before the only really ancient Roman games that I can remember playing have been like war Rome total war, where it's more of a big strategy game, not as much a first person or third person in this case, adventure game. Uh, the appeal is the throwing spears. That's another, another area of the combat. They're a little difficult because that has the option to quick throw them, or you can do like a more precise aim, but it's sometimes really difficult to get either the correct one to activate when you want it to, which just mildly just frustrating wonky controls wonky controls a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then really the only other thing is that bosses are incredibly difficult, but they can, it's, it's again, they needed that one extra little thing to them yeah. to make them really good. So, I mean, if you're so looking at my list, the pros are way out. They are, do are way bigger than the cons. Yeah, they are, but it's still like, like I was saying, if you're coming at, at it purely for the for the combat gameplay perspective, you might be a little disappointed in it. Yeah. But still, overall, like I said, I still have two levels left. I'll probably actually knock it out tonight after we're done. So now that it is kind of an older game, what's it approx? What what is its approximate price point? Oh, now I'm sure you could buy it for fifteen dollars. Well, there not, you go. You know, fifteen yeah. to twenty bucks. So an inexpensive game that oh, somebody yeah. might get a lot of enjoyment. Which out is, of. I mean, I will say it's been in my backlog for a long time. So I bought my Xbox. Over a year and a half ago, and I bought it like I bought the game then because I've been excited for it. Wow, you are really behind. I'm really bad at the backlog. That's, That's why I'm taking this break in, in newer games. I'm taking the oh break to be gosh. able to take on these bigger That's games. That's terrible. No, it's funny but terrible. I know. Like, believe me, I know. You still haven't caught up with Skyward Sword. You're behind. That's a Wii game, Jared. I know. Wii game. Granted, that one I got for free because somebody just gave it That's to me. That's true. That's so true. I don't feel as much pressure to play That's that That's pretty one. funny. But still. So, yeah, Rise of Rome, it's great. Uh, I really, I'm really interested to see how it's going to finish up because a bit, the level I'm at right now is the, the level I just finished uh, had a really big kind of twist to it that I uh, so we'll see how it goes but yeah okay. I'm pretty excited pretty excited to f- wrap it up like I said I'll probably finish it up so I can give a, a quick like okay so here's how it ended or the, uh, how I feel after it's over next time don't worry record. I don't think it'll be spoilers for me <laughs> I don't honestly at this point if it's one of those things if you're gonna play it you would have played it by now yeah, so <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's been years but yeah overall still though uh, it's a it's a really fun game and it's a really fun game and a great representation of the time period I feel like so good I've, I've really I've really enjoyed the time with it not like a plus stellar, but but worth your time. But for worth a, your time. So, if it, so, if yeah. you feel like it's something you would enjoy, I would say give it a shot. Right. Whereas Uncharted, not worth anybody's time. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity Any to the opportunity bag on Uncharted, on it, you will take it. <laughs> I will take it happily. All right. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up everything that we had on the docket for today. Indeed. Indeed. It's weird. Uh, this is the first episode we've done just the two of us. I mean, because when Zach had to miss that one episode just before, we had the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just, I don't know any of the I, other words. I know, know right? That's all <laughs> we'll anybody knows of the words. Um, but like the last time Zach had uh, had to miss, we had Spencer come on. So it's so this is the first time that we've actually legitimately done a show with just two people, and it feel it feels odd. Not having it does not having Mr. Parks with us today. Well, my suggestion, uh, listeners, was rejected. I said we should keep up the third chair and put our producer Henry. 
who is a cat. But he wouldn't have the stayed. Chair. He <laughs> would have. I. He's no. so he's so engaged. He would have laid down lower. He's he, a we very wouldn't have been able to see him. Active producer. I think he would have done great. <sighs> he probably would have gotten down and started biting our he toes. He would have had such he bit me today. a fun time. So he bit. He's a bad cat. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was messing with him. Well, that's so I your kinda, own fault. Kinda, then. But still, he's not supposed to bite me. Oh, he's a bad kitty. Uh, he's a good kitty. Just gets a little cantankerous at times. A little. Can- he is quite old. Yes. He's an elderly kitty. He is grandpa kitty. Not ma- not one to be prone to be messed with. No. No. Not right meow anyway. Not right meow. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, we do have to do our song contest for this week, which Mogan has our hint for us. Are what you ready? You, what you got? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Take up your whip to fight the armies of the night. Take up your whip. You heard me. To fight the armies of the night. You heard me. Hmm. I I might know what that is. You might. But I'm not very sure you'll have that to I listen know to what this, it is. You'll have to listen to the track. I will. And see see Speaking if you actually know of, it. Speaking of, I listened to the whole... We're just going all over soundtracks today. I listened to the whole uh, Alone in the Dark soundtrack Wasn't today. Wasn't it so, oh, so good. good? It's such a good soundtrack. I really liked it. Oh my gosh, that one is amazing. If I could still find physical CDs of it to go in my car, <laughs> I would, to I would buy lost. that to replace the lost one. <laughs> I love that soundtrack so much. It's excellent. Yeah, I, re- I really liked it. You're right. The chorus, I'm, uh, man, the chorus is, they're so good. It's those Bulgarians, man. Mm, they're good at that singing thing that <laughs> they, they are, do. Kicking the Gregorians' butts. Mm. I will Gregorians say that. Gregorians got to step up their game. They, yeah, they got to step it up. They got to get on more of those video game soundtracks if they want to stay relevant in That's today's true. market for chant singing. That's true. It's a competitive market <laughs> it's a competitive out there. Market. They got to stay at the top of their game. <laughs> All right. Well, so one more time. The hint was. All right. Take up your whip to fight the armies of the night. Take up your whip to fight the armies of the night. So the song contest goes live Wednesday 9 a.m. The day after this episode goes live. First person to correctly guess the game that Mogan gave a hint for on either the Facebook post, Twitter post, or replying in the comments of the YouTube video will be able to send us a song and hint for a future episode. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right. By Rachel Mogan. Adios. I don't know how to end it now that I can't go to Zach. Zach's here imaginarily. Right here. Right here. Right here. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. (laughs) Being a good co-host with us this week. But stick around for the song. We'll see you all next time.